0: I'm Greg Ranjason and you're listening to the Sound of the Loons. morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when this finds you. Welcome to the Sound of the Loons podcast. I'm Steve McPherson, and I'm excited to bring on Minnesota United's color commentator and the first person I've seen in a week who is not a member of my immediate family, Kendra D. St. Alban. Kendra, how are you doing? <laughs>
1: You know what? Uh, Living the dream from home right now, which I think we can all say is probably the current situation, trying to make the best of a very, very weird situation that nobody has ever been in, you know, in in sports in the United States. I mean, this is just crazy. So doing good. The sun is shining today. It's supposed to be nearly 70 next week. So looking at the positive.
0: Yeah. How I, I feel like that component of I mean, we can still get that April snowstorm. I mean, we've reliably gotten it the last couple of years. I'm trying not to think about that, yeah. but the fact that this is coming for us uh, in Minnesota right now at a time when the the weather is sort of turning the corner mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. huge. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll talk a little bit about what our daily routines are like and what's been going on, yeah. but yeah, just I the ability to get schedule, outside I, is huge. I can
1: see your schedule behind you right now. Yeah. So- we've all got that daily home calendar going on right now to try to keep, especially with children. So we yes. get
0: into that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Cal, uh, we, we, we did, we've, we've, done two podcasts, uh, with Cal in, in quarantine. And I think he's used the word bizarre, no fewer than a dozen <laughs> times. Just whenever we talk about the situation, it's just like, it's yep. just bizarre, but you know, we're yeah. getting adjusted to it a, a, a little bit, but let's, uh, let's start with a reminder, uh, everybody stay home stay safe. Keep washing those hands. Uh, I think you've all heard it now a million times, but 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Uh, if you can, if, if you can afford 30 it,
1: 30 seconds is a super long time. <laughs> if you really time it for washing your hands and brushing your teeth, it's yes. like absurdly long until you actually time it.
0: Yeah, there is. Uh, I think I said last week, there's a video by Alton Brown who does uh, cooking stuff. And he's also uh, has a, his, he has a great video about washing your hands where he goes over a 30 second one. And when he breaks it down, it's not so bad. Cause it's like five seconds doing this motion. You just count yeah. to five, you do five, <laughs> seconds this way you do five seconds between your fingers so you know you put it all together 30 seconds but just keep watching them and also especially now i think more than ever it's becoming important a big thank you to everyone who's still going out there to work whether mm-hmm. that's healthcare workers people in grocery stores providing essential services those people are out there and they're doing that job so that we can do our job which is to not
1: go anywhere <laughs> yep exactly massive thank you to those people
0: yeah so let's talk a little about a little bit about this life during quarantine you know it's it's different for everybody um uh, you know, you, you have, uh, a, a child. Um, how is that going for you with the sort of the, the childcare homeschooling divide and everything?
1: Yeah. You know, well, I, first of all, I have to give a little shout out to my daughter's school St. Jude to the Lake and Moda because they were like way ahead of the game on prepping for the distance learning. Oh, nice. Um, cause we hadn't had spring break yet. And so mm. it was kind of like, we had these parent teacher conferences just the week before spring break. And on that Thursday they were like, just a heads up. We might be closing down for two, weeks. We'll see how this goes. We're going to send some stuff home with the kids. So then they went home for the weekend. They had spring break and we already had a bunch of stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. their books, they sent them home and then she's only in kindergarten. So we're not like talking crazy homework here, but busy work, you know, and stuff for them. to Just keep learning the you know, the reading is so important at this age, the math, the language arts, all these things that I was never doing in kindergarten, first of all. (laughs) um, And so they were ahead of the curve on that and they are just doing their best with these different apps where they can put things on for the kids and have a schedule. And, uh, but what I have found is that what my daughter takes, you know, like nine to three to get through, takes like, we're done at two 30. I mean, I mean, 10 30. Yeah. 10 right. 30, yeah. Excuse me. I'm like, it is 10 30. We've got to spread this out. We need to pace ourselves. This is nuts. You know, <laughs> yeah. and then when, when I thought that we were maybe going to be staying home, I had gone and bought a bunch of like crafts and like fun maze games and everything. No joke by like, you know, nine 30 on the first day she had painted birdhouse done 25 of the 50 mazes I had given her. It was my mistake, my bad as a parent, because I should have just put some stuff in the closet and taken (laughs) it out one at a time. Instead, I was like, what do you want to do today? And we did everything by like 10 a.m. So. Yeah, it's a, it's,
0: it's a weird challenge, isn't it? It is. It is I mean, I think that as, as you alluded to, we have a schedule that's on my dry whiteboard yeah, um, yeah. and uh, we broke it down into a couple different chunks. I, I, have, I have two children who are, one's in, mm-hmm. in preschool and one's in uh, second grade. So mm-hmm. we sort of broke it down into, you know, we have like a morning activity uh, at 9am we have yes. academic yeah, like time like a
1: morning meeting yeah
0: well you know it's like the first thing <laughs> we try we try to get outside and oh, okay. you know yeah. do a little bit of 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 active stuff you know mm-hmm. but it is yeah. it is sort of like everybody coming together at that moment, like yeah. we go out for a walk or, you know, we we'll yeah. go out and play in the yard, get the bikes out, things like that. So that gets, you know, it gets the blood pumping. Then we do some academic stuff and some creative stuff, but over the next couple hours before lunch, but yeah, it's that, that temptation to rush through everything is really tough. I sort of have to keep telling my kids, like, you know, we gotta, you know, if it's, if we end a little early, like, let's not start the next thing. Like what else can we do? Can yes. we clean up? Yes. Can we do yeah. all, you know, because if you just, like you said, if you just rush through it, you're going to be done by like
1: 1030.
0: And then you want everything to do the rest of the day.
1: Yeah. And thank goodness for the nice weather. And I think everyone's appreciating that whether you have children or not, or whether you have pets or not, everyone's pets are like, what are you doing at home? all the time?" you know, and and they're trying to everyone's trying to figure it out in their own way, wherever you are, you know, and whatever kind of space you have, just trying to figure it out and navigate this really strange time. And uh, it's, it's been interesting. It's been kind of a, a test of will in the sense of finding that creative juice. I just was saying to my husband before I jumped on this call, cause he was like, gosh, are people even going to know how to interact after this? And I said, <laughs> well, actually maybe we'll, people will appreciate talking face to face. Cause we'd go out to dinner, you go somewhere and everyone's got their phone. Yeah, No one's talking to each other. Well, now everyone's having to use their devices. And you can't talk to each other face to face. No, everyone maybe will like, you'll go to dinner and put your phone down and be like, oh my gosh, it's actually, I really appreciate seeing you in person now, you yeah. know? which didn't happen for a while.
0: Yeah, it is It is odd with, I, I had this experience a little bit last night when I was I was watching some show. And as soon as you, right now, it's like, I see a, I see a scene with people close to each other. And I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm already getting conditioned into not, be near other people, but I it's was, like, you know, we yeah. have neighborhood friends, they come by yeah. and we, mm-hmm. you know, we talk from mm-hmm. across the street or, yeah. you know, you mm-hmm. sort of keep your distance and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there is an adjustment, you know, and, and it's, there's some, there, there are certain I mean, I don't want to call it a silver lining. Like that's no. not, exa- but you know, we're but human I beings. I
1: totally agree with you. I mean, yes. we're
0: human beings. We got to start. Yes. We get. You got to yes. find some good in going yes. through these kind of things. And I, I really do think I'm like closer to my children right now than I've been yes. able to be in a long time. Yes. Yes. Which is which is really big. And you, we talked a little bit beforehand about like, is it is it. I mean, obviously, if you have children, you don't really have a choice of whether you have children or not in a situation like this. And it's like, right when it started, I was like, oh, if I didn't have kids, I would just watch all this TV. I would catch up on all these shows. I would, Mm -hmm. you know, I would just lay around. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do anything. But my kids have really kept me honest. They really kept me having to do stuff. And so, and so that's big. But I don't know, like, what's, what's, what's your feeling of, of, of how the kid having a kid has, has affected the way this happens for you?
1: I agree with you. I think it's probably kept me a little bit more because first of all, like we're not a huge TV watching family, unless yeah. it's sports. Yeah, so that's been really strange. I mean, every sure. night it's like, what's on tonight? Who's playing in Minnesota in MLs? what whatever sport it's ever been? Like right. we have something on in the background after my daughter goes to sleep if we're both working on our computers or whatever. So that's been an adjustment. So I think what she, what having our daughter has done is really made me, be more creative, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and be more creative, even with our time together. I mean, we're always a really relatively active family, but you know, just trying to find new ways to enjoy being together and including her in whatever I'm doing. So I'm having to do something. And I did this a little bit before this all happened. I would sit down to make a board for a game Mm -hmm. and she sees me with all these beautiful colors of markers and a big sheet of paper. So of course she wants to you know be involved like what can i do yeah and so i would give her one of my like folders and some of my markers and my ruler and she would start making her own board for the mm-hmm. you know like a game and she would write a roster on there like of her school classmates <laughs> and stuff like that so just trying to involve her in things and um the parenting aspect too i think a new appreciation for each other you yeah. know because sharing responsibilities in the same spaces you know who's got to call when, who's got to jump on a meeting when, who's making dinner, who's making lunch. Who's, that's the other thing too, really of eating all these meals at home. The dishwasher yeah. runs like seven times a day, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're just trying to figure all these things out. So I think being a parent, you're absolutely right. Has made us a little more honest, a little more creative in our time that's spent together rather than just drop off, pick up school, go to lifetime, go to the gym, you know, yeah. like all these different things that um, we've just had to be a little bit more creative with, but all, I, I think there are some positives that will come out of this. It sounds funny when you say it, yeah. But especially for those of us that travel a lot, and my husband with his job travels, like mm-hmm. it is a new appreciation for spending time together. And I've seen that a lot on Twitter from coaches, yeah, that are out recruiting, oh, right. that are out coaching. I mean, it's a twenty-four hour, seven job, you know, that are college coaches and have young children, and so it's this weird kind of blessing in disguise. I think that. Uh, hopefully, you know, barring anybody, you know, gets really sick or ill in your own family, like we can learn lessons from it and come out stronger on the other side.
0: Yeah. So what what have been some of the best activities either, either physically active or in terms of what you've done at home? Like I think that some of the biking has been huge. Like my oldest can now bike, uh, by herself without she, Mm -hmm. I mean, she learned to bike last summer, but she's really Mm -hmm. gotten into it this, this Mm -hmm. year now. And the younger one has a balanced bike, which she's really getting in a kind of way. Yeah. yeah, In a way Mm -hmm. that the older one didn't really. And so we can go all over Mm -hmm. the place and we've done some fun stuff. I went on a run with my oldest where I, ran and, and she, she was like yeah and that yeah, was that was pretty great. fun um yeah. that was really good we've done a couple other uh, my my oldest got a rock tumbler from her um great aunt as a present oh, wow. which we hadn't pulled out yet but it was a good thing to pull out one day and then like read yeah. up on all these rocks and sort of set it up we put it in the garage and so like huh. yeah any, any of those little projects have been really good is is there anything that that, that you've gotten up to that's been really fun
1: well, we've been trying to you know speaking of getting her involved um so my husband and I both work out a decent amount you know usually at lifetime and so I remember my husband was saying like what if she he goes if the gym shuts down then I'll know this is real <laughs> you know, that was like three weeks ago now, because yeah. that's like part of our routine so we've I downloaded that peloton app oh, they sure. did this like free 90 day whatever and yeah. everyone's like you have a bike and I'm like no I don't but they have all these other cool workouts so I posted this video, these two videos the other day to our marketing and communications. Like we have like a ladies channel. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I might need to ease off the Peloton app because now (laughs) my daughter is the instructor. And so the other day we were outside enjoying the fresh air. We were out on the deck and I'm sitting on the chair and she wants me to film her doing a Peloton class. <laughs> and so she's like full blown instructor, you know, and at the end she's like, if you have any questions, just text or email, my mom, and I'm like, oh, like, that's when I was like, I might need to ease off these, but you know, it's the same thing. We did the bike and run today. We went around the lake um, nice. where I bike or I ran and she biked and. Um, tried to play a little soccer in the yard when the mm-hmm. grass was dry enough and trying to get on the scooter and trying to, you know, just kick the ball around, play a little basketball, shoot a little hoops, like all just things that um she can do as well and doesn't get frustrated. Yeah. You know, a little gymnastics. She's big into gymnastics, even though she's only six. So she's good to limit her cartwheels around the house. But um, <laughs> you know, all good things. And we've we've probably all talked to other people at work and in the and you know what's been kind of fun too, I think, is seeing on Twitter. People are, as we all know, generally interested in athlete's life off the field, off the court, off the pitch, whatever. And now, like through this, they've been able to see that because before you always had to ask a player like, hey, can you do this? Like, you know, checking out your crib video. Can you do this takeover, social takeover? Now it's just automatic because these guys and these ladies are all home so much more with their family. So it's been really cool to kind of see them you know, connecting with their kids, which they do all the time anyways. You just don't normally see it. Yeah, so for sure. That's been kind of fun to just see how everybody is handling it, regardless of what situation you're in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the soccer thing is, is, is fun. We, uh, my daughter, my oldest has been, has played some soccer. She got really she's into what eight. She's eight. Yeah. So she yeah, got, okay. she got really into um, playing goalkeeper and it's now it's yes. all she wants to do is play goalie. So she's got, she's got some gloves and everything like that, which is like, there's worse things than you go out with your daughter to play. And she's just like, I just want to stop shots. I'm like, Hey, I could just take shots all day. Like it's fine with me. Like that's the (laughs) funnest part, you know? So, um, Mm -hmm. but it's nice, you know, we've had some nice evenings doing that outside Mm -hmm. and just sort of chatting and talking Mm -hmm. about it and getting a little active, but you know, nothing too intense, but, Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's been really fun. I did my first, I did a personal training session, like remotely with my trainer this morning. How'd that go? It, it was good. I've been off for a little while. It's sort of, I, I think in about mid January, I had started going about, I, I, I would train once a week with this trainer and then go to the gym, maybe like three times a week, three, four sure. times a week. And, yeah. um, and it was getting, I was getting, I was like, okay, this is good. I feel pretty good. And then yeah. I just yeah. it stopped dead for like two weeks. I <laughs> did, barely did anything, but now, you know, I ran twice this week. I did this training session. The funny thing is I don't have any stuff right now at home. Yep. Uh, yep. so it's like, I have like a tote bag of books to do like, like pullovers <laughs> yes. and I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm like, like on the doing like incline pushups on the couch, and I'm like yes. just all this mm-hmm. stuff that's so weird. But it, it definitely felt good. I am exhausted right now. Like mm-hmm. I haven't been in a little bit since after taking a couple of weeks off. So, <laughs> yeah, all that Peloton, Orange Theory, like all those places are offering you know opportunities mm-hmm. for people to do mm-hmm. stuff, which is which is really good. The flip side of that is eating, which we alluded to as well. Everybody cooking so much more. I think the first couple of weeks I really was like, all right, I'm cooking everything. So I did I did do a lot uh, of of cooking. Is there anything you've done that uh, that, that you I mean, it's a little challenging cause you can't just like pop out to the grocery store for a couple of right. things you need. You kind of got to make do with what you have. Have you had any, uh, any big successes on the, uh, the kitchen uh, front?
1: I've been utilized. First of all, I'm not a big cooker like just so everybody out there is aware, like baking used to be my thing. Like growing up, I was always baking. Okay, But now like I, you know, since being married and everything and, you know, trying to plan meals and sort of do that whole thing. But I really love the crock pot. Mm, Yeah. Like I try to take advantage of that as much as possible. And the other kind of strange thing about our schedules is like the three of us will eat at a different time sometimes. Sure. So technically, you know, my husband's work schedule is Pacific time. Okay. So like sometimes, you know, my daughter goes to bed by hopefully 745. Now it's lighter later. So it gets a little trickier. Yeah. And so I'll have like her dinner at one time. And then sometimes I'll try to wait for my husband. But if he's on a call to like seven or eight or something, you know, central, because yeah. that's only whatever time Pacific. Sure. So sometimes it's like three different things. That's why I find the crock pie is fantastic. Like you throw a bunch of chicken breast in there with some seasoning and whatever else, or like a, um, You know, a pork, like a roast, and then you can use it for pulled pork for the whole week yeah. or whatever. Like, I've tried to utilize that, but I'm not like a big chef in it up type of person. So, yeah, just trying. To, I just said to my husband today, I'm like, I feel like I walk in the pantry and there's a lot of food in there, but nothing looks good. <laughs> you know how you just go through those phases where you're like, okay, yeah. peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Gonna have, you know, cereal tonight. Yeah. I do cereal a lot for dinner. Like and you know, to, and I always have to have ice cream before I go to bed. It's just <laughs> like a thing. So sure nothing too crazy but yeah. trying to be creative with the the resources that we have and you're right trying to use up what we have in our kitchen because you don't want to just run to the store for one thing you want to go there with a list yeah so you can just like knock it out and not yep. have to be going back all the time
0: yeah we've you know we've mixed in there's been a couple of frozen pizzas there's been a yes. couple like lasagna frozen lasagna yeah. things like that yeah. that that we make but uh the the crock pot is good we use an instant pot which is yes. which has become my yes. wife's passion now and uh people love that thing. oh it's great and it's terrific yeah. like you're saying like we're tonight we're gonna to make chicken with uh, salsa verde. You just basically yes. put sh- chicken breast and salsa verde and it makes pulled chicken. So
1: yeah. Isn't that like the greatest? And it's you great. just literally like set it and forget it. Yeah. Like, totally. People made fun of that line back in the day, but it's like <laughs> so great to chuck it in there with a, but you can really chuck anything in there. Like I could chuck in a dirty sock and somehow <laughs> it's going to come out like seasoned the chicken in the last six hours and cooked it when I get home. Yeah, you know? for
0: sure. Yeah. It's, and I, and I found like I made a couple of recipes of different things. Like, you know, when you've gone to the grocery store and get a couple things, but um, I, I have gotten into, I feel like I, I set up my cooking in the last year or so. I think I really started mm-hmm. doing some recipes and things like that. Yeah. And um, I've now gotten to the point where I can kind of improvise things a little bit, which is, which is kind of a, a fun place because you just sort of learn the structure of how you make a meal. Like, so yeah. I was, I was going to make, I was like, okay, we have frozen shrimp i we have some frozen yeah. peas. We have some rice. I was like, yeah. well, "What are we going to do with this?" And I started to make just sort of those things separately. And then I was like, "Let's make fried rice, right?" And so it's like, "Well, you put like some from
1: scratch." Yeah,
0: basically, it's like you you put some oil, you know, in a pan that's heated. Yeah. You add some garlic. That's the first thing you do, and then you sort of add the veggies in terms of how long each one's going to cook. So there's like yeah. frozen peas, frozen edamame. I had some cabbage. I threw in there, like put the rice in there, sort of fried that for a little while. Cooked up the shrimp on the side. Put it in the middle. You know, it's like yeah. it's kind of rewarding to get to that point where you can kind totally. of totally. Like, like just kind of make it up a little bit as you go yeah. along and it turned out pretty Improvise. good. I mean, it doesn't always turn out good. Sometimes it's, <laughs> but then there's, you. then there's always peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So
1: <laughs> exactly. And yeah. cereal. Yeah.
0: And I made pancakes for dinner the other night cause we were just, oh, we do that
1: all the time <laughs> breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Scrambled egg sausage. Yep. you know, bacon and whatever. Like
0: we do that all the time. Yeah. It, we happen to have buttermilk because we were, we had it for something else and we had just enough left over to do pancakes with buttermilk, which I always prefer. So, so we did that. We also got, we've gotten takeout a couple of times. I feel like it's good to try to support some of those uh, local places. I took, we, we went to two places that we haven't ever been before. One, which is Minnesota barbecue, which is in Northeast. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And we got some brisket from there, which was terrific. Um. Cause you can I've, be hit
1: or miss with brisket.
0: Yeah, it totally can you know? be. Yeah. And Minnesota barbecue is run by the people who uh, started Travail, I think that was in Robbinsdale. Okay. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, really good stuff there. And so, and the brisket was great. And we, I ordered sort of uh, like a, a bunch of it, like a pound so we could sort of have some for the next couple of days. And yep. we used it to make tacos, which was good. Yep. So that was great. And then we, we got World Street Kitchen, last night which is in south minneapolis Ooh, and okay. that place was great and there's like a drive up curbside you just sort of you tell them what your car looks like you pull up they put it in the car and you take it home so um
1: yeah you, have ever you guys- pull up and there's a car that looks just like yours I, and you're <laughs> like oh geez i might end up with i
0: mean i gave them my license plate so i hope that- oh, okay <laughs> i would hope they would keep it uh, you know all organized but that was that was really good too and I, I had never eaten there before but my my wife was into it so have you guys done any Have you been doing takeout or delivery? we, ha- we like haven't that? done as much
1: takeout um and it's funny I had the same conversation with my father-in-law the other day, trying to just support local businesses. Like, yeah. whether you really... and I saw someone. Who was it? uh Oh, Jamie Hirsch. You know who used to be here in Minnesota, and now she does NHL Network. Okay, and sure, yeah. So she lives in like New York or something, and they said they were literally going to try something different every day, not yeah. because they like want to like you know spend the money or get takeout all the time, but to support local businesses. So. I think we'll, we, will we are trying to kind of use up what we have and then we'll get to that point where, you know, cause I don't think we're around the corner on this thing no. <laughs> like where we want to start picking some takeout spots and pick up. I tried to call a couple of places and they hadn't, they didn't answer. And so Sorry. I don't know if like they're just bombarded right now or, you know, what the situation is, but that'll definitely become a thing for us. Yeah. And sometimes, you know what, like just to get out. Yep. You know what for I mean? Sure. Like if yeah. to drive 30 minutes to pick up pasta in <laughs> Hudson. Yeah. You know, I might very well do that because yeah. I'm, I'm in my car. I'm not endangering anybody We're keeping yeah. our sick feet, but I'm going to pick up those cappellettes from mama Maria's in Hudson because you're <laughs> craving them or whatever it might be. And you're supporting a yeah. local business. So I'm all for that. That's why it was cool that, um, you know, Minnesota United did that with midway businesses. Like, yeah posting that thing on the website to let people know what's around there, what's open and trying to support the the different neighborhoods and communities that are out there.
0: Yeah, that was fun. I worked a little bit on that article, um, uh, with Casey Kobakoff, yeah. who's, who's mm-hmm. uh, great. And, uh, you know, we had a couple of different businesses. We wrote up some blurbs for things and, yeah. uh, there's also a graphic that had a couple more options and there's tons of other stuff that we couldn't touch on. I mean, we hit like 13 and yeah. I think it was 13 different kinds of food, basically like Midway sure. just has a ton of diversity and a lot of yeah. great different Options, some of which I've tried, some of which now I'm like, I gotta try that place. <laughs> like yes, I haven't, yes. I haven't gotten to go there yet. So yeah, so that's up on the website. and It's great to check out. Uh, the last thing I want to touch on that was not, uh, we'll do a little bit of, we'll talk a little bit about some some soccer rebroadcasts that are going on coming up at the end here. But uh, if, for watching things. Yeah. That's obviously. I know you say you're not a huge TV uh, household. Mm-hmm. We're not generally a huge TV household, except for you know, sort of after bed, like my kids don't yeah. don't watch a lot of screens um, generally. Mm-hmm. Although we've watched almost a movie a day. We've we've hit up a lot of Disney Plus <laughs> yeah. movies, which then is great. Those so. out the right
1: now. Yeah, I mean, we're the same way. I'm like, you're not touching your iPad unless we're getting on an airplane and going somewhere. Yeah, you know, like, but yeah, I saw someone tweet the other day, like. Hey, people who don't allow their kids to watch TV, how's that going for yeah, you?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. We've like actually we, the kids have gotten into we've we watched we you know Disney Plus has been a big yes. uh, you know saver for us and there's a lot of classic Disney films we never hit up so we watch yes. Robin Hood we watch Pinocchio yeah. um, mm-hmm. and it's 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 been interesting it's been good uh, we've had a lot of discussions they like they're very responsible on Disney Plus they say you know like this movie contains outmoded cultural depictions and so we've had discussions Here. about that which I think has also been good yeah. with the kids and everything like that. Yeah. But, like, what if, what if, have you guys, have you guys watched Tiger King? That's the real question because everybody, uh, that's all anybody is talking about right now. So,
1: we actually have. Good. And it was funny. I finally <laughs> mentioned it to my husband the night after. Adeline had gone to bed. I was like, have you seen all these people like tweeting about Tiger King? Like what, you know, what is this? This is just nuts. And I literally didn't even know the premise of it. Right. Like I didn't know if it was, you know, like uh, what was the guy's names in Vegas he used to train tigers? Oh, Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. Siegfried and Roy. Like, like, you know, like something like yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. literally had no idea. Tiger King, like what does that mean? And so he started Googling it, you know, and he was, and you do Google Tiger King. And before this happened, like a lot of different stuff would come Sure. come up. You right. know what I mean? Like. So we sat down on the first, like one, he's like, so do you want to check it out? You know, he pulls it up and we got sucked into like three episodes straight because yeah. you are, it's like watching a train wreck. Yeah. You're like, is this? this for real, this isn't a made up series. Like this is real. This is really happening. And then when they're kept saying like flash to 2019 when he was in jail and I'm like, holy cow, this is nuts. These people (laughs) are nuts. This is crazy. Everybody in it is off. Carol Baskins included. Yeah. It's craziness. And we texted our, um, his family has like a whole text chain. Oddly enough, he had a family member like down the other side who's not a part of his family anymore that like trains tigers and cats, okay. really okay. strange, odd. And so he was like, Hey, anybody know ever what you know happened to so-and-so because he's not in the family anymore. And and someone's like, I think it's Tiger King, like jokingly. And <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you have to watch this. And then one of my sister-in-laws started watching it last night and they were like, This is nuts. Yeah. So I don't know what your take is on it, but yeah. it felt like it was a made-up. Like, if someone had shown me a movie. I'd be like, yeah, that's totally. Right. That movie, that's fake. It's like you can't dream up all this
0: stuff. It, and now it's real. It feels like, it feels like a cross between like a Farrelly brothers movie, like a Kingpin <laughs> and then like a Coen brothers movie. Yeah. Like, with
1: like a Quentin Tarantino. Thrown right. In there, Cause Lord. there's
0: like murder and, and, <laughs> and weird things going on in addition to just being funny or weird. It's, it's an interesting, you know, having, what I mean, I've watched a, a decent number of documentaries and documentary yeah. series and it doesn't do, I will say, I mean, I think it's very interesting. It's on everybody's mind right now. It is like watching yeah. a train wreck. Yes. It's not really like about something something the way that some documentaries are like if you watched uh, making a murderer or some of these other you know sort of shows like you know the topic is this guy who's wrongfully convicted but as they sort of pull it apart you begin to see this thing about like the justice system and like how people get railroaded or you know it sort of gets into a deeper level they don't have time to go into a deeper level with tiger king because like every (laughs) 30 seconds there's some new thing Like it was, I I think I noted there's all different ones that people have talked about, but like the one that I, that caught my eye was that like when the new partner guy comes in and then he leaves and he goes to Vegas and he starts trying to like have party buses with tigers to pet. And they're like, but we didn't do it. It was a, it was a bad idea. And then they just don't even talk. I was like, you spent 20 seconds on party buses with tigers, which would be, it could be the basis of an entire documentary itself, but you don't have time because you got to move on to something else. So,
1: yeah. And they still never said like how that guy supposedly made his money and was (laughs) able to do this. And then you realize like, he doesn't have any money, but yet he's still like spending money on something like, you know, I don't know. There's just so many things. And. And Carol, I'm pretty sure she probably did kill her husband and brought yeah. him to the tiger somewhere. Cause she's just a little off, you know? Like, tell yeah. all you cats and kittens. Like that's how you should cool start cats and podcast. With yeah, cool and Carol loves cats. Yeah, there you go. Well, maybe that would be a good way. <laughs> that should be your new intro when you I'll, guys do that. You're next sound.
0: I'll start the next one that way. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, somebody, uh, somebody else I saw on Twitter was saying, you know, like the way she looked when she was denying that she fed her husband to the tigers is exactly the way you look when you are remembering how you fed your husband to the
1: tigers. Oh, totally. Like, <laughs> and she always rolled her eyes. I know. Uh. She's never looking. And then she always laughs. laughs. Yeah, and you're right. like, okay, that's a nervous, like, I'm so guilty, like, <laughs> rolling eyes and giggling. You yeah. know, like, yeah. yeah, it's a little off, little, everyone, everyone was very off in that, in that, I don't even know who you could say the sane ones ended up being, but yeah, so yeah. we did, we watched it, it caught her eye. I mean, other than that, like. We hadn't really started any. Oh, you know, um, we watched a little bit. I mean, we were watching Succession a tiny bit before okay. this all happened. And my husband, when he would travel, would watch it and stuff. And I, so we haven't picked up on that again. And then Homeland restarted. so we were kind of watching that. Sure. But nothing else that was really like as crazy as absurd Yeah, as Tiger King. And then the other guy, Doc, like what's up with him? Doc Antle,
0: yeah. And yeah. why do
1: those women stay there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah,
0: it is. It is bananas. I mean, everybody's talking about it. I, I, I don't know how many people are left who haven't seen it, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of perfect for this moment. Cause you're just, it's something that's <laughs> yes. so out over the top. You're like, all right, sure. Yeah. I mean, we've been watching like 30 rock, like rewatching oh, sure. things and just sort of, mm-hmm. we haven't gotten really into anything else super deeply because you know, yeah. who has the time? I mean, we have the well, time, you want it, but it's, it's like, wanted
1: it to be a little more like funny and light. Yeah. You right. Right. Serious, yeah. You know, because it's just, you don't need that right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's talk a little bit about soccer. There's not a lot of soccer mm-hmm. going on, but you're, there are going to be some, some rebroadcasts that are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other things with Minnesota United. So, uh, Uh, this is happening today so i'm not sure if this podcast will get out before it happens but i did want to touch on it today is april 1st april fool's day and it is uh the anniversary of my
1: mom's birthday that always makes for fun every year growing up well happy birthday to her so yeah like you know april fools like you do some like crazy thing for her birthday (laughs) and then be like actually no we're not doing that sorry
0: (laughs) so it's the anniversary of minnesota united's first win in mls which was a 4-2 win over real salt lake on uh april 1st back in 2017 uh that's going to go on at 5 p.m. today central time uh first mls win i like i looked back at the mls had posted a clip from it uh and i remember i just remember that minnesota and i destroyed nick ramondo like just snatched his soul and it's like ramondo is a legend i mean incredible goalkeeper but yeah that was really that first season where it was like he's lost a step Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, he retired this year with deserved honors. I mean, but Mm -hmm. man just took him apart. That mishandled ball that Christian Ramirez pounced on. It was, it was one of the first, I mean, I said this about the Toronto win, which also was rebroadcast where, where Darwin had the hat trick, which was maybe the first like fun One of the Mm -hmm. first fun Minnesota United games. Mm -hmm. But certainly this one was like, thank you, because we needed that win that first season. (laughs) Do you have any distinct memories from that game?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, I think there was kind of a funny kind of Weirdness about it that was on April Fool's Day, right? You know, Minnesota United got their first win because right. I just feel like I remember going on Twitter afterwards and people posting that we won, and they're like, "It's not <laughs> April Fool's," <laughs> yeah. you know? Because I mean, let's be honest, like 2017 got up to a bit of a rough start, <laughs> yes. and um, it was a challenge. That season was brought a lot of challenges. Talk about making you stronger as as a club. I think that did it. Um, but no, I I feel the same way you do. I mean, the the glaring memories are Nick Romano's mistakes in that game. And um, I'm glad that he didn't retire after that season, because I felt like the whole season was just a little off for him. And that we all knew like, you you can't go out that way. It's kind of like with Tim Howard, when he had some ups and downs, you know, towards the end of his career, it's like, you don't want them to go out that way. They are such great goalkeepers and such a storied career. And so, um, you know, and he still would come up with some massive saves and be in the right spot at the right time. But let's be honest, like, however old you are, like, you're just going to start to, lose a little bit, yeah. lose a step, you know? So that's, those are the same things I remember about the game that, and just the fact that Minnesota United got, I mean, I remember looking at Cal in the booth and just like, it's like the sense of relief almost because <laughs> yeah. those post games are tough. You yeah. know, when you're trying to find the positives and hang out of the positives and, and focus on the positives, but at the same time, be constructive criticism on, on what went wrong. So that felt like a huge relief. And there were some really good bright spots for Minnesota United in that game. Not yeah. just focusing on Nick's those mistakes. So yeah. um I, th- I think that felt like maybe we're getting over a hurdle here. And instead the season kind of went like this. Yeah. You know, but yeah. all you know, up and down and up and down. But ultimately, um, you know, everybody's stronger for going through that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm glad we're re-airing that one though, because it's good to remember where you came from. <laughs> yeah, we for sure. that. I think it goes the same for that situation. And kind of where we were at that moment in time and the things that the club has gone through to get to where they are now in 2020.
0: Yeah, it was, I remember thinking this last season that that was really one of the big differences uh, from from last season to uh, other seasons because, you know, the team would have wins, they would have good wins. Yeah. Again, the team had yeah. a, a good amount of offensive firepower in, mm-hmm. in, in some of its early seasons as well. But you would see that happen where it'd be like there's a win and you're like, okay, how do you build on this? But then you wouldn't. But then last yeah. season they would build on wins the team would build on wins or they wouldn't just stumble. Or if they stumbled, they would come back like even better. And that was, that was a marked tonal shift sort of for the entire season last year, which was, uh, which was great, which I also want to talk about the, the next game uh, that's going to be aired, which is on April 6th. uh, And that's going to be on. So Monday, April 6th at 5. PM central time is uh, the team's win over New York Red Bulls uh, away early last season, uh, which was the, you know, I was looking again. I was looking back at that one, looking at the recap and stuff. You know, that was the final game of that five-game road trip that started the season, and the team uh, had won the first two games against Vancouver and San Jose, but those were sort of expected wins. San Jose was yeah. still figuring out who they were. They eventually another you know, new coach. Yeah, they be, they I got mean, they on had a, had a
1: coaching carousel. Same yep. with Vancouver.
0: Yeah, so San Jose eventually went on a tear, as we know, and mm-hmm. became sort of league darlings. But at that point, they were definitely beatable. But then lost to the Galaxy, which okay, it's, you know, you're playing at the Galaxy, and then lost to the new england revolution which was i was like that was awful. (laughs) that was straight up awful so that was
1: that was their first win yeah of the year i think they had lost six straight and and they were
0: and they were atrocious
1: yeah Yeah. and you're yes absolutely atrocious and that that was one of those that was one of those games that you still had where you felt like you were going like this and all of a sudden you're like Nosedive. Right, yeah. You know, that was, that was
0: a punch in the gut. Yeah, I watched that game at Allianz Field actually that day because I had like oh, an interview to conduct or something. Yeah. And, then, and then so then I went to the up to the press room and it was like before we'd ever played a game yeah. and I watched that game mm-hmm. and I was like... This doesn't look good. So that was, you know, so then the team was, you know, two wins, two losses, and then coming in, you know, they were coming back to, to Allianz Field to open the building against NYCFC. Yeah. And getting that, that win at, at Red Bulls in a, in a, at an arena that's very tough to win at was, was gigantic. I mean, that was huge. <laughs>
1: And and the loons had struggled there historically. You know, I don't remember offhand how many times we went to Red Bulls, them being Eastern Conference opponent, at least twice, I believe. I feel like we've been there, but I know we absolutely got crushed that one year where like everyone was on international duty, everyone was gone, and (laughs) you know, and no offense to the guys who had to start in that game, but you're talking about guys that have come that are having to step in and start and play 90 minutes that have only been training, they're not game fit, they maybe haven't played together, you know. White Armsberg was in there? I think Carter Manley started that game. Like you're, just, and it's just a tough situation to be, be in. And so to go on the road at Red Bulls and finish um, th- that road trip, that five game start on the road with a win, and then come home to Allianz Field. Because let's be honest, there is an inordinate amount of pressure to win at home in yeah. this league. We yep. talk about how tough it is to win on the road and playing on the road. It's hard to win on the road. But then the the opposite side of that is that it is there's a lot of pressure. And when you're coming into a new stadium, it's like even more so because yeah. you've been using this the whole time. Like, well, let's wait until our road games and home games even out. Then we're sewer. Let's wait until we get home, get home, get home, get home. And Portland did it last year you know, 12 games on the road, but then they got home and there was so much pressure to win at home. Cause you've been talking about, we just need to get home. Yeah. So I think, um, the game against NYCFC is hard to really peg it because it was a weird game. So uh, yeah. it was a weird game, yeah. and you know NYCFC, NYCFC badly needed a win. They were off to a rough start, and you want to be the spoiler. And Minnesota United and their fans are so amped, and the adrenaline is pumping. So it was a weird game, um, and I think Minnesota was probably fortunate to end it in a tie, but nonetheless, put on a, an incredible day for the fans and the supporters just back and forth nature, not necessarily pretty soccer, but back and forth <laughs> right. nature, them sick goals. I yeah, mean, Ozzy Alonso's sure. oh, goal yeah. first ever in Allianz field was amazing. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, that Red Bulls game was important because yeah. they needed that just for, even just for the, um, I don't even know how to put it. The storylines going to Allianz, yeah. field. you know, if they had lost that game, it would have been a completely different headlines heading into Allianz field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it gives them some momentum, which is great. So, um, a last thing to mention coming up, uh, uh, on Saturday, April 4th, when Minnesota United normally would have played the San Jose earthquakes, our EMLS player, Jay Adams is going to play yes. the San Jose earthquakes, which mm-hmm. is really fun. I mean, it's, it's a little silly. I mean, and I say silly, just as someone who is a huge video game fan and has played <laughs> video games, it's kind of funny that this is what we're doing, but yeah. I'm glad that doing it. And Jay's a great guy. I've spent some time Mm -hmm. with him and he's a lot of fun. Have you, have you gotten into a FIFA or anything? Have you ever played any of those?
1: No, I (laughs) never have. I mean, I don't even own a gaming system. I don't (laughs) own the ability to play a game. I mean, (laughs) we have a ton of, you know, nieces and nephews and um, brother-in-laws that are all into it. And it, you know, it's great. I think it's a fun thing for them to do with their kids. You know, yeah. I think that's why a lot of my um, brother-in-laws have gotten into it just because of that exact reason, you know, it's something that they can connect on, but I have not gotten into it, but it's kind of cool too, though. Now, like the, the, we've seen it also on Twitter that not only is Jay Adams doing it, but players from two teams yeah. are doing it against each other that are gamers. And it's just another way to try to stay connected with fans and to be interactive and keep, Minnesota United, MLS, or whatever club they're playing for relevant during this crazy time where everybody's trying to figure it out. Yeah. So I'm more proud of the people that are good at it. I was just talking to my husband the other day. I said, I think the last thing I probably played was like tech Bowl and Punch-Out. <laughs> there you, you go. So it's tech been Classics. A while. <laughs> it's been a while.
0: Yeah, well, maybe I'll have to set you up with a, a Punch-Out game against yeah. somebody from
1: some other team. So Oh, so. <laughs> gosh. that would be highly That would be highly entertaining.
0: <laughs> well, Kendra, thanks so much for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been a blast and same same thing. It's nice to chat with someone and uh, see someone that's outside of the family. And yeah. hopefully we'll all be able to talk together face-to-face again at some point here in the near future.
0: Yeah, definitely. And thank you for joining us for the 98th Sound of the Loons podcast. For now, the MLS season is suspended, but we're all going to get through this together alone and hopefully play a full MLS season. Be sure to leave us a nice review on iTunes or at the very least a five-star rating and follow the team on Twitter at MNUFC. Kindra is at Kindra Sports on Twitter. We've been, everybody's checking social media right now. So uh, yeah, everybody's up on Little there. shout out. <laughs> and you can follow me at Steve Ventress. Apologies as always to Richard Wagner. And remember, there's only one person in this whole world like you and people can like you exactly as you are.